mud bat mud restaurant mud diner diner and milk bar. <laughs> well, I think of mud bath. Hello, Internet, and welcome to the A to Z Horrorcast. This is the creatively titled podcast brought to you by us over at adzhorror.com. I'm Jack, and sitting across from me is Jake. There's no need for hate now, Jack, or yeah. love. Yeah, we'll see. And sitting next to Jake is someone who you shouldn't just think of as a podcaster, but just as a really intelligent man. It's Mark. Wow. Yeah, that, that is me. That is me. You, that's how you no. think of me. No. <laughs> no. For those of you unfamiliar with our Cracker Jack operation, we watch and review one horror movie a week, and then we get drunk and argue about it. Uh, this week, we're closing out maybe our uh, listeners' suggestions in watching a suggestion from a friend of the show, Lars, who suggested we watch the Invasion of the Body Snatchers from 1978. Uh, and we will dive into that real soon. And when we do, we're going to spoil the living shit out of it. So fair warning on that. But first, we'd better go to the getting drunk part. So on that score, let's do beers for fears. Mark, what are your beers for these fears? Okay, I got two. This is kind of a hard one, but uh, roll with me on this. I think this is kind of... Oh Just a general take on the conspiracy theory genre. But I'm drinking a Check Your Head Pilsner from Proper Brewing. Uh, you know, from they're Proper Brewing? Yeah, Proper Brewing. Where's it's in Proper Salt Lake Brewing? City. It's in Salt Lake City. God damn, how many brews are there? Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm just saying you got to like, you know, you don't know if that's your husband or not. You got to check your head, right? You mean check his head. Well, check you got to check somebody's head. head. You got to check your head first to make sure you're not going crazy. And then once everybody else's bodies get snatched, then you got to check their heads, I think. And then if they I don't know if you, that's you the know order, that but that's in bad. any case, mediocre at best. Check well, everything. hold on, hold on. In reserve, I have a hop rising because this thing appears to be plant-based. So, wow. Yep. Okay. Okay. Well, I mean, pretty good combo. <laughs> it's pretty not good space combo. dust. Now, I got I got to tell you what here, Mark. You're not really privy to this. Okay. The eagle-eared listener will know that, uh, what, three weeks ago now, uh, AZ Horrorcast was shaken to its core by, by scandal when Jake accused me, asked me to get him some beers, which I generously did, and then accused, accused me of you doing of a miserable beers? job. He accused me of doing a very piss-poor job. I didn't job. ask you to do beers. You demanded that I get beers. This is already and then way off base. The very next week, way off he base. does the exact same thing to me and says better. it's just fine and normal. Did it better. Fuck that. Mm-hmm. Then, yeah, Ernie look, weighed in on that and said that I was... You Ernie had, has been grievance. broken for some time, Mark. <laughs> some time. In any case, last week, we had a, we had a Beers for Fear segment free of scandal. Okay. Uh, without, anybody, without anybody fucking up too hard. And, and so today, my buddy Jake's really busy at work, and I, I say to him, Jake, I says to the guy, I says, Jake, uh, let me get you some beers. And there I found myself at the store. And I didn't want a repeat of our previous scandals, so I, I went I went pretty deep into the paint trying not to repeat past scandals. So, first, we're drinking a Revision IPA, the Reimagined India Pale Ale by, by uh, what, the Revision Brewing Company? I believe it's without the the. Just Revision Brewing Company. Yeah, but we struggle with thes on this podcast. <laughs> Jack in particular. I gotta get one of these. Yeah, yeah crack that bad boy open. This one, uh, because... This number one Ooh, is a it remake. Mango y. Yeah. Mm. 
Uh, so that's that's revision number one. Revision number two, these alien life forms are revising humans, keeping them around, revising them to more suit their needs, which is just them that look like humans. So that's a double. Now, Jake, if you don't like that, then I fuck think it's you. pretty it's, tasty. It's perfect and fits the uh, movie. There's double meaning. Yep. Yeah, sure. Yeah. I got you a second beer to go along with this movie. I I also got a Pacific Wonderland lager. Now, maybe you can start talking and tell me why I would have also gotten a Pacific Wonderland lager. Well, I mean, this is... This takes place in San Francisco, which is in the heart of the Pacific. It's one of it's probably the southern bastion of the Pacific Northwest, if if you want to call it that, or just north of uh, Southern California. So sure, Pacific. Yeah, it's a wonderland. And this this movie is is iconically San Francisco, right? It's uh, very San Francisco grit. Yeah, 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 totally. So, does, fuck. Does you. anyone ever refer to the Pacific Southwest as a region? Nope, nope. It's just the Southwest. <laughs> okay. I and agree. also just Southern California. It is funny how people say because that's Southern California. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is funny how. Well, I would say Arizona is also considered Southwest, but it's not the Pacific Southwest, right? I mean, neither is Southern. Cal- yeah, so you're saying that SoCal trumps that, right? SoCal, SoCal is like, oh, you know, it's hot SoCal, and summery bro. and warm and surfery. Getting SoCal, and the Pacific Northwest is like lush and and. It is rainy. funny how we force the Pacific on it. It's like, yo, right, right, uh, but nobody would ever say that. Arizona or whatever is a part of the Pacific Southwest. People say that Idaho is part of the Pacific Northwest. And it kind of is. Yeah, it's, yes. It's on many maps of Cascadia. We're in the city of trees, Mark. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. And Arizona's in the city of the Pacific Southwest. What's Salt Lake City in? Uh, no one wants us. We're in our own place. The great, ba- <laughs> we're the, the great capital basin. when, when the Ooh. world eventually devolves into hunger games. Mark, speaking of people not wanting you, Okay. Uh, there's an email uh, I think we need to address that came into the A to Z Horror account. You can email us at a to Z horror.com. Uh, a- us. That's all no. that ever happens. You can email us at a to Z horror at gmail.com is where you can email us. Now, one of our listeners, John, uh, he's a regular listener. He's suggested movies previously. He wrote an email specifically to ask us to berate you, Mark. He's demanding an apology. Okay. He's going so- back and listening to our, our Halloween cartoons episode from last year. And he's saying, Damn, ex- that's what this is from? That's what this is wow. from. Yeah, he's diving back in the archives. He's saying you excoriated a ghost story, which I have no memory of, but have to believe is true. And says it's that a beautiful true. film, and Mark is dumb. It was it was good. I liked it. Was this the one with the cake? I still haven't watched this movie. <laughs> the cake? I believe it's a pie that Rooney Okay, Mara whatever, like Rooney like Mar or whatever, just devouring a pie for multiple minutes. Yeah, so... Yeah, fun. A few things to note here. First off, we don't need extra people telling you guys to berate me. That just that happens naturally. <laughs> I think Lars had something to berate you about, too. <laughs> it, yeah, it, it, that's the I thing he always that says, is that we don't berate Mark enough, so... That is what he's on record as saying. Yeah. I love the direction that this podcast is going. Good, good. <laughs> well, it's the start of a podcast, so you should. That's Second note uh, to the emailer, you should also probably listen to our Holidays Omnibus, because I'm fairly certain I chose that as my worst movie of the year as well. I, <laughs> I was substantially drunk at that point, but oh, I'm pretty shit. sure I, I went on a, a pretty solid yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. I have a picture of you midstream on that one. I'll share that with you, John. It's it's a treat. I'll also give you Mark's social. Uh, third off, I refuse to be excoriated on that movie. That movie is garbage. You guys, I want one of this you is two quite to some watch apology it. I'm going to keep offering. it in the chamber as a lost bet movie. Whoever loses the next bet to me has to watch that movie and weigh in as well. 
Yeah, because I've not seen this movie. So, you know, in, in your defense, Mark, uh, I well, haven't seen this movie. I might hate it, but I assume you're just wrong. After Mark gave it the recommendation he gave it, which was to say not a recommendation at all, uh, I didn't really want to watch it. Yeah, me neither. Yeah. yeah. Seems yeah. kind of boring. That's fair. That's, that's, about it. That means I'm doing my job. And the other, the other thing I'll say about listener John's email is that it was the end of his communication with us on that subject, and there was absolutely no follow-up to it whatsoever. None. Cool. So it sounded like... It sounded like it got like really personal, attacky with it, you know. Like he re- he's really coming after my character, really. Yeah, and frankly, well, he absolutely way over the line. He absolutely questioned your. Yeah, it was it was dark. Okay, well, I'm standing <laughs> pat. I'm dying on this hill that a ghost story was a terrible movie. Okay, but I'm also gonna make one of you guys watch it now, so you can thank him for that. Oh, great. <laughs> Now, ordinarily on the podcast, after the berating Mark segment, is where we'd been talk, where we'd start talking about what's been rocking our horror worlds. But that's the whole podcast. <laughs> this uh, particular week, when this episode drops, it will be close to the first of the month. That month being October of 2018. It, I think it will be the first of the month. Oh shit! Yeah, who could have known? You're so, expecting us to get the podcast up on time. Yeah, uh, it hasn't gone up late in quite some time. <laughs> it's been a little while, yeah. yeah. Okay. So in any case, uh, we're going to be talking about the Horror Release Roundup, which is our bit where we round up all the horror movie trailers we can find coming out over the course of the next month and then give you a little feedback on them over at the website. We'll have the full situation of what's going on and our thoughts on it, every movie we could find. But this fucking thing is long enough, so how about instead we just go with the top one, bottom one, and a dark horse pick. Sound good? Yep. Sounds okay. The other thing I want to mention... Uh, as we record this, it's it's a few days uh, in advance of the month, a little peek behind the curtain, and uh, there just aren't that many movies we could find coming out for October, which is odd. So... I have I have some things to say about this. Okay. At least last year with October, I think there were something like 47 movies that came out this month. I think we have 13. But also, last month, we did it on, I think, like, September 29th or something like that, and it seems like most movies that we get this every month... Like, the production studio decides when the movie's coming out about four days in advance of it coming out. And that <laughs> is baffling to me. At when In my, like, day job, I have to tell people about 18 months in advance of when I'm going to do something. So the fact that these people can just totally just, oh, yeah, I made a movie. It's going to come out, I don't know, maybe tomorrow, maybe three weeks from now, whatever. <laughs> Uncool look, horror that's- industry. That's probably not the filmmaker's fault, right? It's probably a colluded thing between filmmaker, distributor, production studio, and the ultimate mechanism on which it gets released. Well, yeah, I mean, it's the distributor. I'm pretty sure they're the ones who make the decision on when the thing gets distributed. Mm-hmm. I bet it's a whole mess of situations. Okay, fine. Whole mess. <laughs> hey, Mark. Yeah? What are you least excited about for coming out in October of 2018? What's your bottom uh, one? So... As an addendum to the thing we just said, usually the higher quality movies are the first ones to state when they're coming out. So the list this month is actually pretty solid. Um, Not a lot of stinkers. I went with I Still See You, which is this sort of great horror dystopia future thing wherein there is some type of calamity that happens in Chicago and everyone gets turned to ghosts, but only some of them are ghosts. And like Mass they, hysteria. <laughs> they still walk around aimlessly. They just amble about like uh, it just they just amble about. And then people hit them with their yeah. cars and they turn to dust or something I, like that. I have many questions about this movie. Now, now I'm gonna jump in here because I also picked this as my bottom one okay. for the month of October. I okay. Number one, I thought this was a 9-11 movie for about a quarter of the trailer. Oh shit, so did I. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good point. They, I wasn't going to mention that, but I totally agree with you. Really play it off like extremely loud and incredibly close style. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, yeah. So that's weird. And then 
they say in the movie, everybody who dies leaves behind a ghost soul, but apparently only this one calamity's worth of ghost souls exist. Why is the world not just overrun with ghosts? What it's what? it's like a uh, it's like a Dawn of the Dead type of situation. Hell has to hell has to fill up first, and then once it does, then the ghosts oh, can come out. God, yeah, it doesn't look all that bad, but I'm just not interested in it. I think the reason I'm picking it as bottom one. I mean, I would totally see this. I actually probably still will see it because it does seem kind of interesting. But like, I would have an overwhelming number of questions that I'm sure would drive me insane while watching this. Almost guaranteed they won't be answered. Exactly. That's and that's the thing I'm worried about, Jake. <laughs> uh, my bottom one was Venom. What? Yeah, it's a joke. Okay. I look. I will say about Venom. I I can't comment on this one because it's going to be a big release. But I'm just not into like the superhero style of movie. So it was close. Just sincere lack of interest. That's baffling to me. I can't do it. I can't get there. I really can't, man. I ended up going. My bottom one. I feel kind of bad about this. But I ended up going with Goosebumps 2, and I think that says a couple things. First, it says several things. First, the lack of Jack Black pushing this that far down says a lot about what I apparently think and feel about Jack Black. Now, what do you mean, the lack of Jack? So what you he mean was by in, that is... He plays R.L. Stein in the first movie, and I went to IMDb after this, and he's not listed. So I'm assuming that he is not playing R.L. Stein in this movie. So they're either going a different direction than the first where he's not, like, a character, or they're playing it close to the chest or someone else is playing Arlstein, which would be weird. Right. So, so I so don't like is, that. He is credited as Stein for Goosebumps 2. But I did I'm not guessing see that. It's, I'm guessing it's as a flashback because my bet would be that he basically went to House with a Clock in its Walls instead. Yeah, that I didn't sense. see, I did not see that credit and I, I did look, so I don't know what you're talking about. But uh, I look. It's the top credit. But okay. No, I'm pretty sure it's not. I don't think you he's in bet? this Because you know the stakes. No, I'm not betting you on that. <laughs> anyway, I might have just fired past it. He doesn't seem like he's in this movie. He's certainly not in the trailer. Correct. So uh, he's not going to play a central role. He's not on the poster. None of that shit. And from so, what I can tell, he was most of what made the first one kind of delightful. So maybe he has yes. a cameo, right? Maybe he has a cameo. Yeah. The first one was relatively delightful, and it was mostly, yes, because of him. Now you have the fat kid from It. Who may be delightful, but he's not Jack Black. No, exactly. Yeah, you need you need the Jack Black silly charm to to bring the final this thing. thing to a level yeah, the final thing that my selection of this is my bottom one says is that this is a month with as October should be, I think, a pretty good cast of movies coming out. Yeah, I don't expect this to be that bad. Like, I would probably watch this and not be terribly put off by it, but just not interesting at all. So there you go. And the trailer didn't need to be as long as it was. Like, I got the whole vibe of what this movie's going to be dude, in the first few seconds. I fucking you want to talk about trailers, Jack? Trailer length. I mean, yeah, sure. There were, this is an over 120 second trailer, so fantasy point. Okay, time out, time out, because I gotta, I gotta bring something up here. Mm. No, it the fuck isn't. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. No. Right there. The, the YouTube video housing this trailer is above two minutes, as are several of them, but if you exclude the whatever channel that has the trailer on its self-promotion towards the end no, of I it. No, I did that on a lot of cl- these. Well, then two of the ones you claim to fantasy point on do not count, because I did the math on them, Jake. No. And I you did are the math on them simply too. mistaken. I got to tell you, this sounds like gotcha journalism. It is yeah, gotcha it really journalism. Does. I have a whole note to myself not to let Jake get away with this bunk journalism. <laughs> I'll review again, and I'll come back to you. I am a man of integrity. I even took I even took one off that was objectively above 120 seconds, simply because it's not a movie; it's a TV show. So hey, I'm trying to be so the, as while, fair as possible. While we're while we're on the I was, Jake, I, 
train. Shut up, Mark. Let's start frankly, you now again. I like the direction that we're going. Uh, <laughs> Jack Black is the number one credit on Goosebumps 2. Look, he's not on the poster. He's not in the trailer. He's not going to be in the movie. I mean, I agree with you. I think it's probably <laughs> as like a flashback thing. Yeah. But he's definitely on the IMDb page. Mm. Now, we'll Jake, I'll give you Goosebumps 2. If you, if the, it's got the five-second lead-in, the pre-trailer trailer. If you exclude that, it's under two minutes. If I did try to exclude the these second. when I was doing my math. I don't think I'm wrong yet. Yeah. Uh, I will I will go back. The number is definitely over four for this month. I'd check that one, and I'd check I Still See You, clocking it at 158 of actual trailer. Mm, I don't know about that, though. In any case. You don't get to have the black bumper. That's still part of the trailer. Oh, the black- In between the two. Sure. I'm going to fucking look at this. This is horse shit. Yeah. Can we continue? This is taking up way too much time on the bottom one. God damn it. Mark, what is your dark horse pick? Dark horse. Uh, this is the darky, dark horsest of dark horses. Is it? Dark okay. horsiest. Try it. Try me. Uh, there is a movie coming to Netflix called Malevolent. The wow. wow. Oh, the synopsis. one that doesn't have a trailer, huh? They have released a synopsis that basically is exactly what I want out of a movie. There are no like production stills. There's no trailer. It's Do we, we know, know the it's Netflix and producers? it's a brother-sister ghost hunting duo that get trapped in a haunted house. Do you know the director? No. <laughs> okay, good. Good work. Do you know if it's found footage? Uh, I don't. I assume it is based on the okay. based on okay. the synopsis. But do you know if the brother is played by Nick Cage? Oh, fuck that. So I I, I will say I'm not and I'm not entertaining this line of jokes. I will say <laughs> that Mark, it's not just a brother sister ghost hunting team. I'm I'm much more invested because the synopsis is that it's a brother sister who fake paranormal encounters and then hunt the ghosts for cash. And I'm always on board for a good caper like that. Oh, my God, you guys. I looked it up on IMDb. It's a cartoon. It's like a comic book style, like Spider-Man art style cartoon. Is it still your Dark Horse? Uh, yeah, sure. Why not? Okay. <laughs> okay. It's very dark. More dark it's horse definitely a me. horse. So. Yeah. yeah. It like is it. a horse. That's an interesting pick. Mm. Um, I went with Apostle, which Another looks- Netflix. It's it's kind of, yeah also Netflix kind of hard to tell what exactly is going on from the trailer it looks vaguely supernaturally a little bit psychological like all that kind of stuff this, right uh, religion it's kind of a period piece religious cult kidnaps a guy's sister this seems to be straight up religious cult shit to me okay, okay. I, look this was my top one oh shit okay. because I ex- we'll talk about why I mean well I'll tell you the reason I picked it as my dark horse there's one reason and one reason alone okay the director. Is okay. the same guy who wrote and directed both The Raid and The Raid 2. Okay. And The Raid 2 might be the best action movie of all time. Um, wow. It's fantastic. Okay. Um, and so I'm just really excited to see what he does in the horror world. Well, yeah. That the, sounds fucking cool. The beautiful, like, the, the trailer is beautiful. Like, this movie looks like it's going to be really, really good. I think yes. that it also promises to be really cringy. I don't know how far it's going to go, but the trailer had promise. It didn't obviously show all that much. It's not like a Red Band trailer, but... The movie is fucking beautiful looking, and if it can avoid the trap that some of these fall into when they get boring, I think that this could very easily be like fastball Jake type movie. So I have to pick it. Well, that's awesome. Yeah, because no, I, I excluded Halloween, which we will talk about. I respect the pick. I excluded Halloween too, uh, or Halloween as well. I guess I should say. Um, hey, Mark, nice. that brings us to what your top one is. Yeah, I went with Halloween because someone yeah. had to do it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Ha- Halloween's coming out this month, you guys. The hey, month did you is know October that this is Laurie Strode's last confrontation with Michael Myers? Jesus. I guarantee that's false. Last one until it makes money. Last one until the next one. And even if it doesn't make money, yeah, fuck it. 
Yeah. I mean, so, yeah, technically, if you take it as a snapshot, this is the last one. Look, I didn't pick this <laughs> as my top For a one. time, it will be the last, yes. Yeah. Even though I do hear good things, just because I don't fucking love the original. Like, I like it. It's good. I, d- I don't love it. So I don't know why I'd love the 10,000th remake of it. It's not a remake. It's a completely new thing. It's okay. Like a sequel. Sure. Reboot. The reboot is a better term, yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean, I hear what you're saying. I, I, I it, It's going to be a massive movie. It's going to be awesome. The trailers look great. And look, yeah, dude, if we're going to see a movie in October, what are we going to see? Yeah, exactly. In so the far, this, yeah, yeah, for sure. It's this. Uh, as a runner-up, The Haunting of Hill House is, is the series that I want to watch probably the most out of this. That I Yeah, another kind of. Netflix, right? And that's, again, mostly based on the director more than anything, right? That's uh, a Mike Flanagan. Yeah, yeah he makes turns out that was a good shit. Yeah. Yeah, makes a lot of shit. I, that's going to be, I like having an October bingeable type thing on Netflix. That's very nice. Sure. I appreciated the hell out of that with Stranger Things when it did it, and I'm looking forward to having something to do the same with this time yeah. around. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so I, I can totally understand the pick. There's reasons I didn't pick it, but it, the trailers do look really good. It looks like a refreshing revisitation to the series. Yeah. 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 Uh, I don't think my top one is going to surprise anybody. I picked Venom. I mean, last year I got very close to picking. This is my most anticipated horror movie of twenty eighteen. Yeah. What held you back that you weren't sure if it was gonna be all the way horror? Yeah. I don't I still don't think it's going to be all It's definitely the way not horror. all the way, but the trailers are clear that this is this is substantially horror. Well, and it's been listed as like the little sub tag genre things that all the movie websites use. It's always tagged as horror, and that's been consistent from the beginning. So Yeah. Yeah, yeah. They went into this thing expecting it to be horror. Totally. And this has a lot of shit going on for it, right? It's going to be a big budget movie. It's going to be well done. It's, uh, you know, it's going to be great. (laughs) It's going to have Tom Hardy in it, which means I don't need much of an excuse to see it. Yeah, Tom Hardy's going to be awesome. And I'm a huge Spider-Man guy from from way, way back. I love Spider-Man and everything about it. So I'm very excited for Venom. It's going to be amazing. I I will say it's confusing as to why the symbiote looks like Spider-Man in this, given that it doesn't embody Spider-Man before it embodies Eddie Brock, but that's a conversation for another day. You don't know what doesn't. You don't know what doesn't. I do know it doesn't. Oh. Sony does not presently have the rights to do a standalone Spider-Man movie, so... Maybe they maybe it like embodies a, arachnid boy or something like that. <laughs> arachnid that's how IP boy. works. You can just rip it off like that. The other thing that intrigues me about this trailer is Eddie Brock seems like a very bad reporter. Like some, sometimes reporters do have to angrily accost someone, but that seems to be the entirety of his reporting abilities. What's wrong with that? He's hard nosed, and he'll maybe get the he's story. from Philly. <laughs> Fuck. It, whatever the case, this movie's going to be great. I'm very excited about it. Mm. Uh, well, and I guess Halloween would be my runner-up. Yeah, I didn't even mention my Dark Horse, so I'll just throw it in here. Oh, shit. Yeah, it's fine. You're very forgettable. Well, it's, I kind of went right to my top one. I'm also forgettable. It's whatever. You make me sad. Wow. Oh, buddy. I'm yeah, sad. he's getting oh, down. Buddy. This is your top my one. My Dark Horse was sad. Sleep No More. Uh, I don't have high expectations for this, but there was a kernel in that trailer of something that could be interesting, entertaining, and have some good jump scares. So I'm hopeful. I think the I could- only the only thing that has me scared, well, not the only thing that has me scared, thing that has me scared prime about this movie is that I think that this will be one that is impossible to watch without starting to think about how stupid it is and how it just doesn't 
work in reality. Yep. I want there are a lot of movies movie like that, Jack. but I feel like it's also trying to live within reality. I feel like I have to protest this movie just because they definitely wouldn't let Jake, you or I be a part of this fucking study being left-handed people. Yeah, 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 we, yeah. We got to yeah. stand together. We didn't we did not have to do, well, we would not have had to have done something this severe. But we wouldn't have been allowed to even, I bet. No, yeah, no, this we, was straight up yeah. It was bullshit. Left-handed people always getting denied the chance to participate in sleep studies for money in college. Dickheads. Ugh. That's why I it's mean, Dark Horse. I'm protesting it. Nah. Justice for left-handed people. <laughs> now it's really quiet. I wish somebody would say something. <laughs> I'm looking at Mark. Look at you. <laughs> uh, feature presentation. <laughs> Over at ADCHorror.com this week, we watched 1978's Invasion of the Body Snatchers, not to be confused with 1959's Invasion of the Body Snatchers, or I guess to be confused with it, but we watched the latter of the two uh, that came at us from listener suggestion, Lars. So, Lars, thank you for that. And we are going to dive all the way into this movie. But before we do... All the way. We have to do a 30-second plot synopsis. Now, Jake, happily for you, I think this will be the last of our 10 seconds each 30-second plot synopses. You stupid. We Just when we're hitting our stride at doing them well. Well, why wait for this one, dude. <laughs> wait for this so, one. Uh, somebody got an order in mind? I'll go Jake, last. Jack, Mark. I'll go. No, I haven't gone last very much. So I'll go last. Okay. Jack, Mark, Jake, Mark, Jack, Mark, Jake. Mark, Jack, Jake. I'm in the oh, middle. Fuck. Jack, Jack, you get a chance sure. at redemption from the last time. Where you just Oof. left Jake in, in the first 20 minutes of the movie with 10 seconds to go. Oh, I did go last that time. The one time I have gone last, it went poorly. So let's well, try, to, like let's try to elevate that. Fuck. Okay. Let's try I'm to elevate that. That's okay. a good order. Cool, 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 30 cool. seconds are on the goddamn clock. It's going to start when you start Mark. Elizabeth and Matthew are a pair of food department working people who discover a strange array of people who are be- beginning to... Be- oh, no, I'm panicking. Jack, I'm panicking. Oh this is going oh my so God. well. Jack, tag in. Uh, there's uh, goo aliens from another world that are slowly starting to possess people. People are acting weird and not like themselves. They're devoid of emotion. And slowly more and more people are starting to go that way. Donald Sutherland's investigating Jake. Oh, my God. They came from space. Matthew and Elizabeth had to run from them for a while. For pretty much the whole movie, they try to burn them out. And they're pretty much eventually Time. take it Time. yeah yeah terrible perfect nailed we got it. there nailed it. it i gotta Absolutely. say that was i'm the mvp right there yeah mark you really did it you are the part where you <laughs> spend five of your of 10 words. seconds saying i'm panicking <laughs> is really mvp status i don't like that none of us got to the uh the mud diner that's okay. Uh, would we have how many seconds of in a the plot thirty second plot synopsis? How are we going to get to a mud diner? I mean, at least 13, 14 maybe. Okay. It's most of the plot, as far as I'm concerned. It's like a milk bar. It's a mud diner. It's not anything like a milk bar. Well, exactly but if you like think it. about it, they're pretty similar, right? In what way? Every way. Yeah. Explain. List the ways now. But they're both enclosed spaces. Yeah. Wherein people buildings. go to enjoy themselves. Yeah. They're both in Hopefully. like weird science-y, science fiction-y movies. Oh, my God. Yeah. I don't want to do this anymore. I quit. I, I mean? quit the podcast. You know I mean? <laughs> he, quit, he quits the podcast over a discrepancy <laughs> in mud, ba- mud, restaur- mud diner. diner and milk bar. <laughs> well, I think of mud baths. I think about the scenes in the fucking... To be clear, they don't call it a mud diner in the movie. That's my term. Well, it is a mud diner. All right, boys. Which one of you two had seen this fucking thing before? 
I saw it once. I saw it once. It was it was a long time ago, actually. Like I remember, I remembered very little about this movie from a detailed standpoint. I remember a couple scenes, sure, that stand out in my mind for like weird reasons. For almost no, I, I obviously remember the last scene. That's the one that's like in stuck in your brain. I think it's the iconic scene. Yeah, it is. Do you, you want to mention what it is? Since I don't think it's we the got the one there. where Donald Sutherland's like fucking pointing and doing like that. He's been taken over thing at the end all Screech. is not all right yes Screech. nothing nothing is all right yeah, yeah 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 nothing is all right everyone's fucked and then the movie just ends and then it goes to credits that are lacking music it's haunting i love it yeah. uh that's the scene uh the other one that really sticks in my memory for some reason and i was delighted to see it again because i had like a slightly different remembrance of it because it's been so long was the one where jeff goldblum is just kind of complaining but it's shot from behind him so you see his face in like a funhouse mirror oh that that's a good fucking shot awesome yeah we'll talk about that there's some cool shots that, i remember that but i remembered it a little bit differently but not a whole lot and it was really <laughs> satisfying to see it again yeah. anyway i'd seen it once that's awesome i've seen it once also it's one of those ones i saw when i was a kid and it scared the shit out of me when i was a kid the movie's a little bit freaky man <laughs> two yeah two scenes yeah. in particular freaked me out both are along the same lines. Um, one is the in the uh, laundromat, or not laundromat, in the dry cleaning place, when the, the woman is like walking, trying to walk through the plastic wrap, and, and her husband's like, she's not acting normally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That freaks yeah. me the fuck out. And the other one was kind of that same scene, but in the, the mud diner, uh, where the, the guy's just sitting there, bolt upright all of a sudden, and then leaves like quietly. Both of the, I just remember those like keeping me up at night. You know what's great about this movie is if I watched this with a future kid of mine, I would be way too tempted to act some, like something weird. Oh man, got... you could really fuck with a kid here. Yeah, it's it would be very easy to like this... truly disturb somebody with this. Yeah, this movie kind of seems like a movie that would get Jack's goat. Uh, his, uh, his spoilers goat. it does. Yeah, because this is like this is like the human equivalent of like one thing in a room is misplaced and no one mentions it. Yeah, yeah. man. Yeah, fuck. Which is Jack Fear Prime? That's my biggest fear. That and giraffes. I thought they. I, where does where windmills rank? Is that white? Yeah. I don't know. Okay. My whole. I don't. I'm not. I have a healthy <laughs> fear of and respect for windmills after they murdered my entire family. God. But that's. I wish you wouldn't dredge that up. But it's really more of like a respect for their power thing than a fear. Look, I just know how dangerous they can be. Okay. Okay. Just like giraffes. Just like fucking people aren't afraid enough of giraffes, man. I think they're exactly as afraid of giraffes as they should be. I would agree with that nope. statement. Nope. 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 What subgenres of horror does this movie fit into? Sci-fi. Bam. Taken. Sci-fi. 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 <laughs> sci-fi. This is definitely sci-fi. Yes. Yep. yep. Along with that, it's aliens. They come to us. Okay. Uh, I'm not sure if this is on the list, but I'm going to add it if it's not conspiracy. Fuck. It's like a conspiracy Fuck. type thing. Kind of. But Oh, it is. is it, it is on the list. Ah, nailed it. <laughs> it's already on the list jesus what have we done mark has done a lot of oh things. my god we need to not let him be the one opening the list anymore <laughs> <laughs> it's right below psychotic lover oh jesus oh my Christ. fucking christ with this list now there how many things are okay we're doing the org chart at some point Ugh, that's gonna happen wild. during the omnibus this year this is we're wild. actually gonna chart it out we will show everyone what the org chart looks like i'm surprised you didn't get more pushback from mark on sci-fi it is i agree that it is is it Shit! No, oh, he waits to push back there now. Is, there we're already past. What you part of this movie is sci-fi? Now. Strip, you can't strip take it back the now. aliens. Hey, hey! Strip the aliens out of it. What part of it is sci-fi? Like half of it takes place in a lab. 
That doesn't make it sci-fi. Beakers dripping and all that sorts of That just means they work in a lab. Then what do you think makes it sci-fi? If not fictional science, and if not the accoutrement Fi. of fictional science, what makes it sci-fi? Mark? There isn't any science, fictional or otherwise. There is the just aliens an alien being. and the testing. I'm pretty sure this movie's sci-fi, Mark. Mm. There's like, yeah, Mark, what there's makes like a people movie sci-fi? basically being cloned by alien. Like it's sci-fi. So, so Jack, I'm glad you asked. I've actually been thinking a lot about this. I think in oh, order for fuck. me to consider a movie to be sci-fi, it has, has to, to have plot elements that are legitimately like science fiction based that are not directly related to the plot. So it's set in a world wherein take take like Blade Runner for example, right? Like classic, <laughs> classic sci-fi movie. The main okay. plot is just about replicants. But if you strip replicants out of that, it's still a sci-fi movie. There's other parts of the world that well, are just, But sci-fi. also that's just a story of a dystopian so you want, future. You want a sci- yeah, you want a sci-fi backdrop. It doesn't have to be. No, it doesn't even necessarily have to be a backdrop. There just has to be more than one th- Like, the plot itself. The thing is about people being, like, cloned by aliens, dude. Well, it's just, but that's just the aliens. Aliens are there. Right? What? Is killer you're clowns saying from aliens outer space? In, you're saying aliens engulf the sci-fi to where it's uh, just one or the Mark, other? You'll recall that we both said killer clowns from outer space was very sci-fi. Okay. I'm fine to leave it at that point, then. If you guys so, are willing to attest that killer clowns from outer space is a sci-fi movie, then I'll yes. also give you this. It I'm is. actually not willing. Okay, well, then we've reached a fucking impasse. Jake, give us another <laughs> subgenre. It's fine. IMDb, sci-fi horror, Wikipedia, sci-fi. Eh... Uh, Ah. I disagree. I disagree with all of those things. <laughs> Mark, I'm gonna write a. I'm gonna write. You know a what's here? Mark's one of them. On Mark's a pod person. Yeah, this is exactly what's happening. He mentioned the wanting to do something slightly off, and he's certainly doing something slightly off. Yeah, <laughs> there are a lot of things that are slightly off. <laughs> Sound pretty good. Any that other subgenres? Are there any other subgenres? I don't care. Oh, good. Cool. Good energy you're bringing. Hey, man, it's an award-winning segment. I gotta try. <laughs> It's right, not then. the award-winning segment until Jake just utterly gives up. Yeah, yeah. that's true. Well, that's you want it. me to try to jam some shit in there? You want me to create new categories? That's Mark's you're job. Already, you already jammed in sci-fi. I didn't jam it in. It's perfect. <laughs> what does this movie do? I'm going right? to jam something else in. <laughs> Jesus. Jam in something the movie does right, then. God damn jam it. Jam that in the podcast. Effects. Yep. Not judicious nope. in their lack They're of practical being there. and they're fantastic. Yeah, man, this is a sweet spot of good practical effects well it's the start it's early sweet spot this is what 78 have you mentioned the year yet yeah man, have you mentioned we're gonna spoiler, it spoiler this yet yes also a number you of mentioned times. a lot of things yep look early sweet spot of of great practical effects you got this shit coming out you got the thing coming out all of them look awesome yeah man yeah the, the, the when the giant flowers the morphing people the half-formed pod people all that shit looks amazing. Yeah, I think I think the thing that's most impressive to me is the as the movie progresses, you see in several different I don't know parts of the tra- I don't know if you want to call it a transformation or whatnot. Like, look, the scene that stands out the most is like the plant baby fetus, right? Yes. The one where Sutherland's like passed out, and then there are like a bunch of people. But that the the sheer amount of time it spends on that and how disturbing it is. And how weird it is. Long, unbroken shots, too. Is uh, It's great. I think visual standpoint, that's the primary thing here we're talking. But at the same time, like the sound effects are highly disturbing as well. They're very, very like 
there's a weird cognitive dissonance you get from like the silence and then just the crazy noises that are happening. Yeah, it's a very the, quiet the screech, movie. The screech is so iconic. It's great. It, it's a very quiet movie and, and apocryphally, right? This this movie pioneered a lot of shit to do with sound editing and way sounds are designed in horror movies and other movies. Just moving forward, yeah, they developed I, a lot of techniques. Um, I will say the sound editing is is rough. It's almost impossible to hear the dialogue and other. Well, things can we just the... pot that under this movie came out in the seventies? Yes, we like, can. I yeah. yeah, I'm willing that's to just say thing. that that is a thing that exists and that's how it goes. But they do so much different stuff. To your point, the sound effects, Jake. They do the. I mean, just the the swing set towards the begin, like very very beginning. Oh is... my god, the screeching! Jesus I mean, the different screeching, Christ. the screeching of the of the squeaky swing set was hard. All the way through to them, I think it's based on an ultrasound noise, right? Of of an yeah. actual like infant yeah, heartbeat or, yeah, or that a person's heartbeat. I don't, I don't like that. But the ultrasound noise that the flowers make when they're growing, holy fuck! It's all it's a ugh. it's a baby's heartbeat. I mean, they did that on purpose specifically to to bring up that reaction of what a baby's heartbeat sounds like. Yeah, showing the pods. Fucking yeah. don't like it. But yeah, both visual and and sound effects standpoint, movie does pretty goddamn good. Yeah, I would. I would just add there that I do think there is an important aspect of this movie that is judicious lack thereof. I mean, it's interesting to make a movie where the main villain of the movie is just normal-looking people. In fact, straight-up banal-looking people. Like, the more banal un- you look, the yeah. scarier you get. Yeah, I, un- I understand that point. I think it's, I think that's an important point to make because that's kind of where the, the fear comes in, but it spends so much of its runtime on showing you like what's around that because you're following Sutherland's character. So much that you get both of those things, and it makes the scenes that you're talking about, I think, I I don't know, I don't want to get into that yet. It makes it a little less impactful, but that's in terms of a movie that is overall very impactful. Yeah, so, and, and they don't use the fact that the monster is normal-looking people to to like as an excuse to not go deep on effects, right? Oh, the, the monster is Soylent Green? <laughs> I heard Soylent Green was people. I've also heard that rumor, yes. Yeah. Well, hey, Mark, what else does it do right? <laughs> uh, at the beginning-ish of the movie, they're driving around when they're still, at, at this point, it's just Elizabeth has said that her husband or what, whatever, whatever he was to her has been behaving strangely and is not who he is supposed to be. Uh, and they're driving around the entire city in the smashed-up windowed car of Donald Sutherland's character. Right. Yeah. And just the whole thematic element of like you're beginning to suspect something's weird and I don't know if they did this on purpose but it's how I interpreted it. But all of a sudden you're seeing the world of San Francisco through it's mostly looks the same but there's this like shatter line. There's a crack right through the middle of it. There's a lot of cool thematic shit like that. It's it's great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think that also kind of ties in. I mean, that's the cool shot too, right? But I think it ties in with stuff like what you were saying earlier, the scene where you're shooting behind the two people talking and you're yeah. catching them in like a it's like a vase or a weird shaped Stuff's mirror or some pretty shit. normal but just distorted so nose up looks normal nose down so their mouth is like three feet long it takes up most yeah. of the screen and you're just yeah and i mean talk and think about goldblum's character complaining about people and his writing and their reactions to it and it's behind him so it's just kind of like the charlie brown adult like bark, 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 bark. it's like dude just fucking going off on some <laughs> bullshit i think it's really nice it's really well done yeah yeah it really is um is this peak donald sutherland i think this is peak donald sutherland i they paid him say, like it was 
Well, I feel like he's peaked a few times. I don't know. This might be peak, but he's he's his career has has is a roller coaster. I mean, you could you could point to any of a number of things. I mean, you could probably say like Dirty Dozen, and that was like his second or third movie. Yeah, Mark, but Donald Sutherland uh, hasn't even begun to peak. Well, the thing about that is, I gotta say, do either of you guys find it as depressing as old. I do that if you go to his IMDb page, three of his most famous movies are just Hunger Games. Yeah, that's rough. <laughs> I mean, that's you know, good rough. on him for hopping on a good franchise, but like, still, can't we? Not can't for we, me. Like, some of the classics have to be in there too. Yeah. Ugh. Uh, in is any there, case, to pile oh, on that question. though, like, yeah, go, Mark. Is there any love for the Italian Job remake starring Donald Sutherland? Hmm. I mean, there's not dislike for it. I guess. Okay. Okay. I'm a big fan of that movie. <laughs> At I least like for me. Yeah, uh, but but to pile on that, Donald Sutherland is great in this movie. Jeff Goldblum is fucking terrific in this movie, and Leonard Nimoy just playing a dickwad is awesome in this okay. movie too. Jeff Goldblum is fucking young in this movie, is what Jeff Goldblum. He is, is. so young. And and I don't know if you guys ca- caught this or not. He says that his his measurements are six foot four, yeah, yeah. one hundred and seventy pounds. One seventy. Yeah. He looks like he's six foot four, about one thirty. <laughs> yeah, that dude. I don't know. In a stiff, in a stiff gust of wind, he's that, gone. He was at alive. At 170 would would put you at, at pretty skinny. No, I I I don't necessarily think that's wrong. That could be an accurate assessment of what. I don't know why they would lie about it. Clocked in at he's very vital skinny. stats. I mean, yeah, I buy that wholesale. Yeah, yeah. I mean, those are my measurements too. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's true. You're six four. I am 170. Well. Get the fuck out of here. You're just five feet tall. The whole... That's, that's <laughs> You're gener- a very fat man. That's generous. <laughs> it's quite generous of you. The whole cast of this movie is is pretty great, and a lot of people kind of in their prime doing their fucking thing. Nah. And on that acting thing, I mean, both the the women do do tremendous acting jobs, too. They're, they're less, I think... You want to do a lightning round? Uh, no. We've sure? talked about most of them at this point. Do you want to do a lightning round? I don't want to do it. No. Uh, I'm not doing it. Fuck you. But we've uh, the the I mean Donald Sutherland, Jeff Goldblum, and Leonard Nimoy I think are are more iconic actors. But uh, both women do a great job too, including that freaky eye thing that I think has to yeah. be real. And that <laughs> that's real. That's real as shit, dude. Oh, is that what Brooke eyes. Adams? I think that's that actress's name. Brooke Adams doing the shifty eyes. Oh, I don't like it. I don't like it. Didn't How care for it either. You know what I did care for? You, you know what this movie does do? Right. Do that. Leonard Nimoy wearing a fucking glove just on one hand <laughs> just like that weird fingerless leather thing like he got it at the Wild Bill's eroticism store from Seven Ugh. that dude's definitely a deviant oh for sure and I they mean, were trying to cast him in this movie to like anti-typecast him right As that's like not Spock. possible and you did a bad job because he comes off like a weirdo in this movie yeah you can't yeah. not be a weirdo when you're Leonard Nimoy and First that's fine off, Exactly. You can't anti-typecast Spock, nor do you need to. Correct. <laughs> Second off, as far as the choice of having the glove, like, what if you need to make a daring road escape? Like, you have to just jump into a car and drive it away at top speed. With only like you need glove is, I feel glove. like that glove is definitely more for masturbation, Mark. Oh, what if you have to make a daring masturbation-related maneuver? Well, see, you're also <laughs> thinking ahead, right? 
That's probably that's the type of detail that's baked into the seams of this movie, right? Yeah, baked right into the seams. So well, this is, this is San Francisco it. in the 1970s. You don't know what you're going to have to do to get out of. A I park, know, right? and Leonard Nimoy is prepared to rub one out. Look, this is a city where it appears totally commonplace to have a weird fucking diner mud house where you can get a has to be prostitution adjacent weird belly rub. That's fine. From a young woman. That's fine. Can we talk about that for a second? What's Why? going on with this whole situation? It's a massage. It's it's <laughs> it's a mud room in the back of a diner front. There's everything's a front. What curtains. do you want? There's Why is some, Jeff Goldblum in there? There's some curtains. Are you saying that, that the diner's of... a bodega? No. A bodega's okay. just This is uh, the the front of that room, the front of that is absolutely just a diner. It's weird, and that the back is a few gurneys behind curtains, and then some stone mud baths where people can be nude and get their disgusting giant stomachs rubbed by women. Yo, do you think they had any of those weird little baths that you sit in and the little fish like suck your dirt off you? No, I those, think this was no, much no, 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 closer no. to prostitution than that is. Those Maybe. were not invented until the mid nineties. I highly doubt they that. They didn't invent those fish until the mid nineties. Yeah, those fish they didn't invent didn't water exist. until the mid nineties. So <laughs> it's all mud before yeah, then. Yeah, exactly. It was all you had to drink mud before then. Exactly. Did anybody it's... else think that whole fucking establishment is bonkers? No, it seems very normal to me. I... Like exactly what a front would be. Fronts well, exist. Yeah. I'm not a saying bodega. it's a front for something. I'm saying it is. What's it a front for? I mean, I think That's I think he's saying you the saw. diner. So the establishment is a front for itself? Kind no, of. The, the diner is a front for the massage. But it wasn't a diner. There wasn't a functional diner. It was just built like a diner. Which would make it a bodega. No. No. Yeah? No. Are you sure there I wasn't a diner find. at the very front? I'm Pretty like sure. a two seater, I bet there was, I'm, and then they turn the rest of it into. That's where the front happens, Jack. The rest you of it into see. a place where you can go get your giant stomach rubbed by women. Well, Ugh. God, that scene was distressing. That's was, the scariest thing I've ever seen in my life. I know it was. That's <laughs> the, the scariest dis- part of this movie to you. Oh my God, it's horrifying. It's the most think, horrifying part. I think the most distressing part about that is that a lot of people go in there, and no one seems to comment on how weird it is. That's what I'm saying. Because the type of people that go in there are totally used to it, man. Like, I'll, I'll tell you what. I'd be I, crippling, much too much crippling social anxiety to ever go into a place I even thought was a mud bathhouse. Really? And if I did go in, if I somehow mustered up the strength to go in, like my wife got us a couple's certificate to a mud bathhouse or something weird like that. You wouldn't partake? I, I, if I walked in and saw a nude man getting his disgusting giant stomach rubbed by a woman, I would... <laughs> Heel toe. He'd right be like, the fuck I out Jack, of I have a question for you. Yes, sir. How much would someone have to pay you to be the guy who wipes down the loads? <laughs> we'll wait. Hundred ninety thousand a year. Huh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'd I'd do it for one hundred and eighty five just to undercut Jack. Oh fuck you, Mark. I'd do it for one seventy five. We got a when bidding war. When, if you're just tuning in, this is the hosts of A to Z Horror talk about. How much we would take Seaman to wipe wiping down the jobs loads. they'd take. Well, listener, if you have an, oppor- if you have an opportunity for me, 175K, I'm there. I'll wipe them down. I, we will relocate. In fact, we'll do our podcast from I won't the relocate. Uh, studio. I will not relocate. <laughs> it has to be in Boise I, for Jim. I literally just bought a house. I'm not relocating. <laughs> <laughs> hey, what else does this movie do right? We talked about it already, so we don't need to belabor it, but the core concept... <laughs> Great. Of, of sci-fi, just like being like you suspect everyone, everyone. Yeah, it's it's great. And along with that, I mean, to add on to that point that we talked about earlier, 
they do a really good job of cutting off all of the resources in this movie because as more and more people get assimilated into the pod, right? He's calling more and more state and federal agencies and more of them are just, ooh, that's terrifying, Donald Sutherland. And he's like, oh shit, how do you know my name? And it's just getting worse and worse for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, this is the part where you have to move to like rural mountain Canada and just hunt animals. To be and hope those animals them. aren't assimilated. The animals aren't Yeah, you assimilate. hunt the pods. Supposedly, you, uh, supposedly the good. amount of natural sounds that are in this movie decrease over time. Yeah. Which, to Jack's point, means That's that also cool. the animals are being assimilated. So I'm That's not even sure your hunting cool. thing could uh, could work out for you. But you could still eat it. I'm sure they're still they're still made of meat, right? If you if you I don't, well, it's made out of plant. They're plants. He, okay, whatever so you got to be of, a vegetarian. I would fucking kill myself. Whatever they're There's made no out recourse. of. No recourse. Donald Sutherland can bash one of their heads in way more easily than you could if there was any bone in there. Do they not have bones anymore? Well, I don't know. It but there's one scene where he bashes his own face in. Can these like plants hoe, assimilate sea creatures, Jack? Probably. Hmm. I mean, it wasn't fully formed yet, so maybe the bones are like the last thing to form. Wow, then it sounds like you plants, should just fucking walk around outside with a cricket bat, go to plants town. Have, plants have cell walls. How are so, they running if they don't have bones? It's really unclear. Maybe their because bones they have are just cell real soft. We're getting a nitpick station. I don't like it. Okay, what else did the movie do right? That's all I got. Uh, Donald Sutherland's lines in this are great. I like that. I mean, from the very beginning. It's a rat turd. And just his delivery of those lines are pretty fantastic. <laughs> for someone it is of a his, <laughs> For someone of his stature, well, for the job he does, should he make more money than it seems like he makes? Mm, he made a, um, he made 10 times the amount of money as all the other actors in this. No, movie. no, no. I think I think he means the, I think the Jake character. Means the character. It's confusing cuz we don't know the character's name, so we're just calling him Donald Sutherland. But, Matthew, oh. it's Maddie. It's Matty uh, Ice. Matty so, Ice. <laughs> fun, fun fact about about me, and well, not really about me, oh, but about shit. my dad. My dad was a health inspector in Seattle, uh, roughly around this time, actually, nineteen seventy eight ish, two years before. <laughs> in the Pacific Wonderland. What was that? In the Pacific Wonderland. Oh yeah, exactly. In the PNW. So, uh, I th- am pretty sure you could be at the top of that department and still not make a whole lot of money. He's a uh, Donald Sutherland's a doctor in this movie, right? They call him Doctor Whatever. Doesn't make yeah, shit. I mean, this dude doesn't make shit. Yeah, but you're still working you're still working for the city government or whatever. Like yeah. what's the Why what's the highest you... paid city government official in San Francisco making? I can guarantee you it's less than the tech startup millennials. It's probably like one seventy There were no paid? tech startup millennials in the seventies, dude. Okay. So he's making one seventy five in today dollars and that's I don't know, one hundred and seventies dollars. Jesus He's probably making what? money. Christ. Wow. Okay. He does fine. He does fine. It didn't it's seem like it. Job. Okay. Whatever. Why didn't it seem like it? What glamorous. are you talking about? Glamorous. It's not a glamorous job is what I'm saying. If he's making 100K, he's doing more than just fine. That's pretty tippy top. So then what's your fucking point? I don't know. It seemed like he was kind of like, bleh. He has he's some just nice depressing. Suits. He's got a good haircut. He has a car, which is a big thing for San Francisco. With a bunch of smashed. Okay. Whatever. Moving on. This supposed to be a movie does right segment. You, uh, I like you blew the, it. You ruined it. I like that all, all the callbacks this has to the original 
uh, 50s film, right? The person who Donald Sutherland runs into, the guy who runs off and then eventually gets killed. That's the the star of the, or the direct either director, the director or star of the the first movie. And then oh no no no, no you're right you're right I'm thinking of the wrong thing. It's the star of the first. Yeah, movie. but but Mark, like I mean, it's easy to confuse because almost everybody who interacts with them significantly is like a major player from the first movie. And insignificantly, the director of this movie also has a minor cameo of the dude and, just tapping on the outside of the phone booth and his wife. Also, Robert Duvall's in a scene for some reason. <laughs> Yeah, it's bizarre. Yeah. Maybe yeah. that's something this movie does middle, is the what amount of What scene was Robert Duvall? What did Robert Duvall do? He's the priest at the beginning. Uh, Which, okay, I got. I was going to wait for Nitpick Station for this, but if well, there's no, a should, priest though. in his full priest regalia, black robe and collar, full ankle-length robe, swinging on a swing set staring at you, yep. call the police. Right, end of movie. Call the police. That's it. No, That's done. That guy should be... Set to Mars. Well, I but mean, what if? I mean, what if that's God pretty typical him? priest behavior, Jack. No, oh, Jesus, that's how they lure him in. Yikes! I think uh, we're at does middle. Can we be at does middle? I'm <laughs> that, sure that's what the middle. movie does middle. That's what it does middle. It's still terrifying, yeah. but woof. Yeah, Mark, what does it do middle? I only had one thing written down, which was that there's a lot of camera movement in this movie, and overall, huh? I kind of liked it, but also it's pretty disorienting at times. I didn't even notice it. That's interesting, and I agree with you. It is. Okay, I mean, I, I think it's in service of the really cool shots they do, though. Yeah, I mean, I think they had an idea, and obviously with, like, the 70s, you kind of just made it work, right? There wasn't, like, automated tr- cranes going around. It's all, like, some dude being counterweight on a on a crane, and there's, you know, engines running and shit like that on set. So, <laughs> you know, you, you just kind of had to do what you could do, but... Yeah, yeah, times. Yeah. I feel like in overall, on balance, it's probably a good thing. At times, it is mm, chaos. Yeah, totally. I agree. Um, the only thing I it's have mass hysteria is what it is. <laughs> Dogs and cats living together. <laughs> the only thing I've written down for what it does middle is um, the fact that this is a really cool concept. Uh huh. And it's kind of a classic concept in horror, right? But it's one that's. I think this does as good a job as you can do executing upon it without it getting boring kind of towards the end. Well, this is terrifying towards the beginning. Once you're not sure what's going on. Yeah. It's terrifying once you realize what's happening, but you don't know who's been infected or who's not. Yeah. And then towards the end, once everybody's been infected, it's conceptually terrifying, but it's not particularly scary or interesting to watch anymore. I really like that assessment. I, so what I had, I think my overall feeling is the same as what you just said, but I kind of treated it as this movie is a two hour long movie. That's not enough to put it into what it does wrong. It's not wrong that the movie is that long because in trying to go through what it could very, very easily cut, I struggled a bit. It's tough. It's tough. But... It toes the line in terms of me being able to hold on by a thread and being immersed and interested. Hold on. Wow. Yeah. It it towed that line and it it felt like a two hour movie. And that's okay, but I don't oftentimes seek that out. So good on you for at least keeping me away from my phone two hour movie, but at the same time you're a two hour movie and I was barely there. Yep. Totally agree. In my mind, the the towing the line thing is saved almost entirely by Donald Sutherland with a half row. I'll, I'll <laughs> sure. watch that for two hours. Well, I mean, okay. I, I, I do He's agree. Sexual man. I, I had that written down and does wrong and that it is a two hour long movie. And no matter how you package it, that's t- it's still a two hour long movie. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. Yep. Well, the line was towed. You were on one side of it. I was on the other, I guess. I don't know. And I was on the line. That's, that's all the middle I have. Yeah, it's on the line. Okay. Yeah. Well, and I, I think it transitioned us well into what the movie does wrong, because that's already what I'm talking about. Yep. Well, yeah, I so guess we're there. Mark, you didn't like that particularly. Uh, Right. Yeah, exactly. The two-hour-long thing is, is tough. I got something else, though. Ooh, there is oh boy. one of the significant points of tension in this movie pertains to them not being able to sleep. I am wholly unaware of why they can't sleep. Now, the very top-level answer is because if they sleep, the plants will get them. But what? How? Later, they are completely separated from their pods. What's-her-name falls asleep, and she disintegrates. How does what? How does that work? What? 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 Jack, what? Yeah. So I, I do like the not being able to sleep thing towards the beginning. I get that, right? Because the idea is... The pods are everywhere, right? Now that they're kind of assimilated, these alien beings are everywhere. And wherever you happen to fall asleep, it's going to get you when you're not conscious. And you can't right, like, shake they're it like off your on face. on you or in you or near you. Right. So they become, like, they replace you. They ship of Theseus you. But later, right. but later you see what's-her-name just straight up disappear. Yeah, that's not great. And my best <laughs> guess on that, and I actually really need to go back and read the book. I really, this was this is one of the, the books that's on my list I haven't read, and I really need oh, to. Oh, shit. Uh, yeah. Note to future me. self, Mark, fantasy thing for 2019. Jack references the book he read already. <laughs> he didn't read this one, though. Yeah. Haven't okay, read fine. it. Need still, to read it. But I imagine that that's a concept from the book. Like, they, I, I'm guessing they draw a certain amount of power from you until you disintegrate, and that's how it ends up killing people. Because here's my thing about what the movie does wrong. Okay. Don't the pods need these people alive? Like, the fact that it starts bleeding when Jeff Goldblum starts bleeding indicates to me that they need to keep their hosts alive, like the Matrix style. Um, not exactly like the Matrix, but not quite. they need more to keep like, their hosts alive. No, it's really more like uh, the Dark Crystal alive, right? Like, you have a, you're, <laughs> yes. you're paired with the wow. Skeksis. This is a lot like the Dark Crystal this, in terms it, of David Bowie cod pieces. It pretty much <laughs> is the Dark Crystal on that front. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I just, I don't get it right. Because they seem to mirror the injuries you have, but maybe that's just a chameleon thing, but it seems like they need to keep the people alive until they just can kill you. I was very confused about that. Yeah. Like if you're injured at all in the formation process, it copies how you're, how you are when it copies you, therefore it replicates the injury. But if it's fully formed, then it Who doesn't knows? need you anymore. Yeah, I don't fucking know, man. I'm going to retcon the hell out of that. That's how it works. <laughs> I'll let you know when I read the book. <laughs> okay, Thanks, cool. Jack. <laughs> Amazing. Oh, my God. Jake, you haven't said anything it does wrong yet. I don't have a whole lot. What? Yeah. Do you have, I have any? A lot of, I have a By lot of... Do you not have a whole lot? Does that mean you don't have any? I don't have any that I firmly put into, put into wrong, no. I have okay. nitpicks and I had middle. How about that human dog looking thing? What about it? Not, I mean, in a movie that has great effects, that is not one. Look, it's not mm. ideal. Mm. There were moments. I mean, there are moments that are not perfection. I have another one I want to mention. But we're also, not there we're not there yet. Okay. There. This is bordering on the edge of nitpick because I do not well, have much more okay. else. Okay. But it is, I honestly do think this is something it does wrong because it's kind of a significant plot point. You can't just drop an incandescent bulb on a plant and it's going to burst into flame. Stop. The mechanism by which he burns down the greenhouse is is preposterous. This is definitely a nitpick. This This is is hard nitpick. Yeah. Okay. Well, then I'm in nitpick station. Okay. We'll blow the whistle. I don't know. Is Jack here yet? I'm waiting for Jack. I got nothing else to do. It's a great movie. I'm standing standing on the caboose. My arm is outstretched to you. Do you want to jump on this train? Yeah, give me one of those cool uh, Predator-style handshakes. 
and throw me on the train. Wait, are we leaving the station? Or are we enter- We must be entering the station. Blow the whistle! The, the last station all the way to the <laughs> Blow a fucking whistle! I'm gonna oh my god! Why do we want to fucking linger on the wrong? Well, in my defense, I was reading the Wikipedia page to see if it's actually based on a book, because I think I might have been wrong about that. Oh, intervention! Intervention! Wow, inter- you're trapped. Uh, I'm, Jesus. I'm now seeing that uh, it was. Uh, there's a book called Invasion of the Body Snatchers that was written in 2007. Which it's the, <laughs> it's the novelization of the movie Invasion. <laughs> I had the novelization circle. of the movie Home Alone when I was a kid, and I loved it. We should really collect more novelizations. That's, that's a that's a unique piece of history. I think it's going to be lost to time. I can't. This wait. is Nitpick Station. Welcome. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on, we're finishing our other conversation. Are we? Oh God. We should talk about nitpicks. I have one. You said you had a lot. I have a nitpick. Oh, I have some neat picks. Yeah, he, he had brought literally one nitpick to nitpick station. Great. He's he's the content provider of this. Actually, of this I podcast. did. I have some neat picks, and I have one nitpick. Nitpick okay. that I have. Jeff Goldblum gets a bloody nose in this movie, and it looks like the cherry dilly bar candy coating. If you want to talk about effects, that's one of the instances where it does not do it right, and it was harsh for like a while it's like they basically took a wax candle and rubbed it up his nose for a bit like just <laughs> penetrated his nasal cavity with a fucking red candle <laughs> well yeah and then to add on to that the the tissue that he sticks up there after a while like the piece that when he's done bleeding it's just in his nose yeah also looks preposterous yeah less preposterous but yes i was actually surprised i was pleasantly surprised by how much better it looked i was like wow they righted that ship but i can't get out of my brain what i saw earlier i Instance had to, of no, a I, movie I with good effects not being good i legitimately yeah. did a double take on that nose plug thing because i couldn't tell what it was supposed to be i thought that like his nose had shut well, go back to the part before that, before he plugged it, man. It looked like he took a fucking lifesaver hole and just jammed it up in there. <laughs> it's not great. So overall, lots of a uh, lot of bloody nose problems with this movie. Well, I mean, sure. Uh, double addendum, boys. I was right the first time. There's a 1954 book called The Body Snatchers. Okay. And that's what this movie, and it's the, the sequel. It, ah, it's what the movie's based on. It's what it's based Jack, on. It's what it's based on. I got to tell you, that took you an upsetting amount of time to look up. I feel like that's the third line of the Wikipedia page. Well, I, I had yeah, some I, other... I, I, on mobile. Third taste, line on a mobile device. I had first some line on tasteful a nudes to get through first. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> I had a bunch of swipe and write to do. <laughs> that's, that's, my, uh, that's my security on my phone. Instead of a password, I have a certain number of nudes you have to like or dislike. <laughs> it's, like a, it's like a recapture thing. You know, which of these has, contains a light post? Exactly. It's a bunch of it's a bunch of naked ladies and like one light post and men. Yeah, 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 yeah. Good point. Good point. It's 2016, Mark. Yeah, Dick. Men can be nude. <laughs> um, I'm just gonna move right past that. Donald Sutherland feeds feeds the lady a piece of celery when she comes over to his uh, his place of yeah his, his swinging bachelor yeah. pad his residence yeah. Well, you have to you have to sow the seeds of discomfort, Mark. She says. She, she says she's not even hungry, and then she's like, oh, I can't resist. No yeah. one in the history of time has been unable to resist a piece of celery. Well, that's, that's so insane. Celery is discomfort. garbage. Celery it's, is literally the worst food you can it's, eat. The only thing it's good for is if your hot wings are way too hot and you run out of blue cheese. It is a great, <laughs> it is a great hot wing, like, 
side dressing but thing. It's like if you are still totally, less good than carrots. Well, yes, you get carrots and celery, and you leave the celery there in case you have an emergency. Uh, and if you have that emergency, you can pop one in. But I, it's I got, mostly because it has that little like hole cavity vessel in it, and you can really scoop up blue cheese. A yeah. lot of ranch or blue cheese, depending so, on what kind of person you are. Well, you're so a we're in agreement person, that that scene is preposterous, and that's not how it would work. Yes, accurate. Yes. Okay. Can we talk about how much more we hate celery, please? Would you uh, put peanut butter in celery? Would you do that? I eat I peanut butter with my finger first. Off of the celery. Celery is basically a spoon. Yeah, and uh, life hack for you. But it tastes. You're bad. you're a grown up. I hope if you're listening to that. God, I really hope you're a grown up if you're listening to this. Uh, you can order no celery, just double carrots when you order hot wings. Boom, life. Hack. Why do you have to That's be a, a grown lot of up orange, to do that? Though, well. Explain why you have to be a grown-up to order double carrots. I feel like I didn't order off-menu when I was a kid. I feel like that, that tip from Jack was rated E for everyone. It's an it's a adult tip. Adult tip. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. Well, it's you're, you're nude at the time. Tip. You're hanging yeah. it dog only when you're works, ordering It wings. only works at strip clubs, listener. Yeah, yeah totally. <laughs> I, I thought that was implied. Well, it's the only places you go. That's where you figured out how to swipe right. Yep. Okay, great. Uh, there's a line in this movie where they say they grow like Ken dolls. And I'm unaware of any iteration of any Barbie or Ken doll that could grow in any fashion. No, like what was Ken that? Doll. Remind me what like that people line named Kendall. The the pods growing quickly and the people. Oh, or uh, or was it because the people? But the, and here's the thing. Hey, look, I, you referenced Kendall to me. I assume you're talking about like a, a, a front piece needing type of type of anatomy. That's what you I'm know. Saying. As I read this, I see I was misreading my own note. That was just my note. That's not a quote from the movie. I just accidentally had an open quotation in there. I said they grow like Kendalls because they have no genitals when they grow. Jesus. Wow. Guys, I'm in trouble here. I need help. <laughs> Jake's been Jack's been thrown for the fuck. No! Oh, fantasy point! <laughs> Blew it out, baby. Yeah, you did. Whatever. It's the One of you has again. been thrown for a loop, and I'm not going to disclose which. <laughs> you already did. It's fine. I, the red lines as I blew it out will show. So I already. That's I already, not even a nitpick. I already mentioned a need pick that I had, but it is a need pick in terms of the Jeff Goldblum. I put it in right too. I'm just gonna keep mentioning it. Jeff Goldblum's mouth doing its wop 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 things, being such a nice touch. Very good. Really good touch. Very good. Oh, Billy. Uh, towards kind of the what I'd say three quarter mark of the movie. So an hour and forty five minutes in. <laughs> if you think that's three quarters of two hours, you're mistaken. No, it's a joke. Um, but I mean, it would be yes an hour and. and thirty minutes, and he's not off by that much. He's off by a lot, percentage-wise. Okay. He's, Suth- He's off by one-eighth of the movie. 12% Donald Sutherland hears someone <laughs> come into the door. He it has to defend himself. Movie. He runs over to the dartboard and grabs a single dart with which to defend <laughs> himself and his companion. He grabs the chalk. One, does he grab the chalk? I thought he grabbed a dart. No, it was a He joke. grabs the dart. That's how he kills Nimoy. Or What's no, a- that's how he kills Jack. It's not going to – that's a bad – you can do better. Grab the dart well, board. Yeah. The dart board yeah, is Yeah, grab a the weapon. dart board is more Almost effective. anything is better than a dart. So many things. Jake. Wow. Jesus. <laughs> I cannot, Russell. for the life of me, this was this legitimately took me out of it for quite a while. The fact that uh, Jack's wife's name last name is Belichick, I could <laughs> yeah, not fuck Bill Belichick. Coach Bill Belichick. And <laughs> Whatever, I was just on that They're good anymore, and it's awesome. This is the year. It's not. It is. It might be. It is the year. Um, the year they don't make the Super Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Fuck the bats. When she kisses Donald Sutherland, right? Okay. Mm-hmm. Her husband was assimilated 24 hours ago. Yeah, he Ish. struck me as kind of a dick to begin with, though. Yeah, he did. Maybe seem their like marriage a dick was failing, and it she was just seemed like their marriage was on the rocks. But like, yeah, the, the, I, I think I need to establish standing rules with my wife. Like, hey, if I seem weird and distant, and like an alien might have replaced me, <laughs> gonna need you to take more than a day. Give it like forty-eight hours before you're sure, and you want to start kissing another dude. Then go for it. I feel like this might have been days. forty-eight hours. Okay. Well, if it was 48 hours, I mean, look, look, I don't know what kind of rules she had with her husband, so, I guess. Yeah, Plus, and they clearly time. had a history. There was a sexual electricity between them. Yeah, okay. He seemed vastly older than her, but whatever. Yeah. Cannot which, prove. That's not great. Whatever, it's fine. People can love who they want to love, Jack. It's San Francisco. Yeah, but he's also her boss. People can love whoever they want to love, Jack. Eh. It's USA. <laughs> Yikes. Where dreams come true. Yikes. Especially if you're the boss. <laughs> oh, I was Christ. waiting for something. I was waiting for something. <laughs> I didn't want to. Do it. I did it. I needed it. Uh, God bless. Towards the end of the movie, they're loading pallets of stuff on the back of a truck. They're, they're, I think it's just like a pallet. It has three pods on it, and they load a single pallet at the very back of the truck, and Good then they them. close the door. Yeah. <laughs> that is not pallet. an efficient method of That's shipping. That's firewood. They're going somewhere where they need firewood. It's fine. But the, but the truck is empty. There's no firewood in the truck. Sure there is. There's the pallet. There's a single the pallet, pallet is firewood. Like you just three pods. A pallet will burn for almost... 25 minutes, Mark. <laughs> I mean, Look, yeah, that's true. as a man who used to burn a lot of pallets in a fire pit, I will tell you that a pallet itself will burn for roughly like three and a half hours. Well, it depends yeah, on what but, kind of fire but, you're looking but, but Jake, for. Well, you don't Jake. need something that's huge. You just need a nice little fire. Oh, Jake, God. Jake, I can ship a man a pallet and heat him for three hours. Or I can teach a man to Is build a, a fishing pallet. thing. And heat him for the rest of his life. This is terrible. Okay? This is a fishing thing. It's the same amount of wood. <laughs> This is so stupid. If he has the wood to build a pallet, he'd be better served just burning that wood. You yeah, pull, well, you, you wasted this I typically, man's time. I typically break down the pallet. You wasted this man's time. That is Mark. And, That's and classic look, Mark. You guys, you guys, it's an old proverb. I'm You're a real you snake oil salesman. You know that? <laughs> God. Uh, I have a question. No, you okay. don't. Do they start calling them pods before they see a pod? It feels like they start calling them pods. Before they really see a person fully engulfed in a pod. Yeah, I definitely would have needed you to ask me that before I watched this. Well, I didn't have the thought until afterwards. Did okay, watching well, them? Let say- me ask you this. Okay. Okay. Are they? Are they the youth of a nation? Ooh, good question. Let me let me ask you this. Yeah. You're being chased by a city full of pod people. Yeah. Would you leave your tie on? Yes. I'd keep the tie with me. I'd definitely loosen the tie, undo that top well, button. Well, yeah. I think I'd keep the tie on, though. Why would you keep the tie? Why just do you to care prove how much better you, Just to prove how much better you are than them, man. It's fine. Yeah. That's just a, that's just I a can evade you with the tie on. To grab you to and strangle down. you. If you want to keep it as material, great. Take it off. Put it in your nah, pocket. No, 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 no. Keep it on, man. Evade in style. Evade in style. You guys are going to get strangled by pod people. Nah, Mark. Also, Donald nah. Sutherland makes it a goddamn point to put that full suit on while shit's already really fucked up. The man cares He's very about fashion, fashion forward, you know? Yeah. He drinks Kettle One. <laughs> Gentlemen. Hey, hey, you guys. This you guys. is vodka. I have no more nitpicks. Do you have any neat picks? Do you have any not picks? 
Not that I didn't already work into the, the rest of the show. Mm. I have some more, but I'm nervous if I start talking about them. I'm just going to lose the rest of my mind. The little bit of my mind I've retained. Yeah, let me ask I you have this. Have another... you vetted them as them just not being other remnants of your notes? No, this is what pick. I'm saying. I, I think they're mostly just... I have another mention. I have another knee pick that I want to mention. Yes, so Banjo you... guy plays a little ditty that is Jerry Garcia on the banjo, and I really appreciate that. Good knee pick. It is a neat pick. You mean like the like the ice cream flavor? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, the ice he cream plays flavor. Some ice cream on the his ice banjo. cream plays the banjo Smart. in this movie. It's a weird episode, huh? Yeah, you got a strange energy. It's a Wednesday. <laughs> we don't do this that frequently, listener. Let us know how you feel about it. This is how we feel after working <laughs> an obscene amount of hours. <laughs> Jake's been up since two a.m. yesterday. Pretty much. Let's go to ratings. We over at Easy Horror use a 1 through 10 rating system to rate the movies we watch. For one, think of how Obi-Wan would rate the chances that that's a moon. Look at him, he's heading for that small moon. That's no moon. It's a space station. It's too big to be a space station. And for 10, think of how George Bluth would rate the frequency with which there's money in the banana stand. How much clearer can I say there's always money in the banana stand? No touching! No touching! No touching! Story is the first category to rate these movies. Mark, you did the story synopsis first. Makes sense that you should do the story first. Uh, Rating. I gave it a six and a half, and I don't know what you guys are giving it. You keep making me go first, and I feel really insecure about it. Do I? Do I just kind of, I, I really do it randomly every time. I have. I never have a plan. I feel like I've gone first a lot, but uh, the the biggest okay. So the reason this isn't higher is a it lacks elegance. It's a two hour long script, and b it's a remake of a book made about a or about remake of a movie made about a book. You so, didn't know that until the middle of this podcast, though. <laughs> the, yeah, but Jack confirmed it, and now it's been in my brain for basically as long as I can remember. I mean, that does feel like how long we've been talking about this fucking movie for. So, look, I gave it a seven. That's also a testament to how bad my memory is. <laughs> I gave it a seven for largely the same reasons. Um, I, I do think it's very strong. This is a really good sci-fi horror concept, and it's not particularly original. But I think they do a good job with the writing here, and I like most of it. Jake, yeah, I went six and a half as well. We got the wagons pretty much Woo! circled. You can't have too high a score if it's a remake. So. Yep. Yep. Good, good story. Yeah. Guess what, boys? We're serpentining this shit. Are we? Uh-oh. Yeah. Wow. World Building and Immersion's up next, and Jake, you are going to go first. I went with a seven, Jack, for World Building and Immersion. This is slightly too long a move me, a move me, a movie to move, move me, me into the highest echelons oh, of immersion. Look at that How- professional broadcast. Yeah, right. However, this is a movie that uh, has a certain amount of tension and discomfort, frankly, that it is able to exude throughout that keeps it from being a middle or just above middle score, too. Therefore, a seven. Yeah, look, I we gave know it a seven. We, we know what we know about the world, too. Yeah. Pretty pretty solid. Look, I gave it a seven. I completely agree with everything you said. I got nothing. Mark. Great. Great. Uh, I went a little bit lower. I gave it a six. It, it's. I, I'll echo what Jake said about it being too long. And uh, the one thing that we said earlier that I thought was a very, very good point that I hadn't really realized until whoever it was of you that said it said it. The f- the bit uh, of this movie is that a fantasy point for Jake? Maybe. No, I just yes. legitimately cannot remember which of you said it. Count it. Um. The part of this movie where 
there's still like a fighting chance that they have where you don't really know what's going on. Maybe like 10% of people are pod people are in, in, you know, in the room. That part's really interesting. Once you get to the end and everyone is a pod person and you're just kind of avoiding everyone and the stakes are, I mean, the stakes are still high, but like, well, they're super high. It's just not as interesting. Exactly. Yeah. You lose the, the third act, I guess is what I'm getting at is just sort of, uninteresting it's not not interesting but it's it it's not it as good as the first bits yeah it's well intellectually said. well it's said intellectually interesting but it doesn't grab you as yeah. much to watch yeah. yeah yeah um which is going to bring us into our third category scare factor mark what's your scare factor score i gave it a five which is lower than average uh it's a tough category because it's really more cerebral than outright scary this is something that will get to you if you think about it. But, like, if you're living in the moment, like I do, I just live my life a quarter of the mile oh at a time. Oh, my God. <laughs> How do you feel about family and Coronas, Mark? Uh, I love them both. <laughs> the both of them first. Well, family first, and then I live Corona the second. both of them first. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> um, but my point is, you really have to, like, invest yourself in this one in order to find it scary. And it does, like, it's a good concept. It's better to talk about than it is to actually watch from a horror standpoint is what i would say interesting okay uh this is a seven for me wow what um, no 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 but that makes sense that, this is jack's thing right this is what jake should be higher for me yeah this is like a 10 he's just saying the same thing i'm saying now and i don't appreciate it he's trying <laughs> he's to going him. from arguing with you to then repeating your literal words oh my god as a backup i feel like he's trying to do the movie thing right now i don't appreciate it <laughs> No, look, this this movie is very intellectually freaks me. This is everything I'm fucking afraid of. And there's a few key scenes in here that are goddamn terrifying. The, and the, you gave it a what? The, a seven. Oh. What did you think I gave it? Something that's not a seven. Oh, Jesus. Uh, the, are there any other ratings I could have given it that have two syllables? I don't I think I thought that are. you gave it a lower... Put it this way. I thought that you gave it a lower score than I did, and I was about to be upset. Okay. Uh, there's there's the two scenes that, that haunt me to this day of in the in the dry cleaners and in the diner mud bath house. Um, and the scenes where Donald Sullivan's on the phone and they say his name at the end of it, and he's like, I, I didn't tell you my name. That isn't that scary to watch, but the idea of that freaks me out more than a lot of fucking things. So... Mark, you're right. It's more conceptually scary than it is actually scary, but there's a few scenes in here that are legitimately terrifying. So, seven. Jake. Yeah, this is one of the more conceptually scary movies, but it is an interesting juxtaposition where it's like, conceptually, this is fucking insanely terrifying. When I'm watching this two-hour movie, not necessarily as insanely terrifying. Yeah, totally. You know, that being said, though, it... It's a higher than average scare factor score for me because I do like some more of that cerebral type scare. I don't think that horror is necessarily all about what it does and shows you, but more about how it makes you feel. And this movie is very good about how it makes you feel. Sure. I gave it a six and a half, slightly lower than Jack. Still not bad. Yeah, yeah. It, it's, I mean, I think it's an objectively scary movie. I think we'd all, maybe Mark gave it below average for, yeah. for Mark. So. He gave it a five, so it is objectively below average, but yes. Yeah. All right. Uh, do effects or do just as lack thereof is our penultimate category. Jake? Yes, sir. I uh, gave this a seven and a half. There's a bit holding it back that we nitpicked a bit, and Mark really wanted to throw the dog thing into something that's not nitpick. I'd put it on the edge, I guess. 
We talked a bit about what this suffers from in terms of uh, audio quality, but that's a hard thing to penalize it too, too much for because of when this movie was made, you kind of just expect that. Sound effects, really good. Visual, for the most part, really, really good. So this is a high, not scare factor, effects score. Uh, I don't think this is necessarily judicious lack thereof, although Mark did make a good point. I think that it it really balances things well. So it's it's... I think about where you would pot this. It's not totally upper echelon. You do see some chinks in the armor, but it's a very good quality effects driven movie. I would say. Sure. Yeah. No, I, I completely agree. I gave it an eight. I think I just, I'm giving it a little more credit for the innovations it made in the sound world or the innovations. I assume it made and have read about it making. I don't, Obviously, sound engineering wise, I don't know enough to, I don't to know make those shit. You're also giving myself. it a half point difference than me, so it's not that big a deal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's I, I think it's it's fantastic, right? It's up there among the best. It it does a great job. The visual effects look great, if not always the best. But when they're at their peak, they look fucking fantastic. Uh, Mark, I gave it a seven. Uh, I mean, basically Wagon same circle. score, same reasons. One thing I gotta say that we haven't really touched on. It's been a long time, I think, since I've really appreciated having like legit pyrotechnics in movies. Yeah, no scene CG where he's fire running out of the greenhouse smoke. and there's like actual explosions happening. It's yeah, because cool. they, yeah, 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 yeah. And, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. I mean, part of that is right. They don't want to have to call the fire master down to supervise the shoot or whatever, and that saves money. But fuck, do it. It looks good. Yeah. Uh, one other thing that I don't remember if we brought up or not. I just like the background prop of like dumpsters and trucks full of hair. That like gray coarse plant hair yeah. remnant Fuck. stuff. Like when the and there's just husband like, is out there at the truck. <laughs> yeah. Jesus. And there's just there's just more and more and more of that shit as the movie goes on. I like that little touch. It's like fake trash to convince the regular human stuff's still going on. No. No, 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 no. That's the that when the you see the guy pull that off of his body and when he sits up out of the mud hut. So That's I was the remnant of the pod transformation process. I was thinking it was part that, but also part their their trying to keep things going normally to to convince the humans and that's just a good filler for all the shit trash would go. I think they get to a point though. You think they're they're ninety five percent of the population, you think they're putting on airs? Well they're not putting on airs. Towards the start of the movie they're putting on airs. They're not ninety five percent of the population. Uh it took a day. I don't think they're ever concerned about putting on airs. (laughs) I'm pretty sure they're just getting rid of the evidence of the fact that they that the hairball used to be a human. Fair. All right. Fine. Overall, Mark, what is your overall score? Oh, you guys are going to hate this. I gave it a six, which is definitely a tilt down for me. But just looking at this thing holistically as far as like a going back and watching it perspective, it was fun. I'm glad I watched it. I enjoyed the cast. It's a good plot. But also, this is one of four different remakes of the movie. I mean, I don't think you can penalize. That's not an inherent fault of the movie. No, it's not. But if I'm going to go back and watch it, I've actually... Uh, fun little side note. So there's two... The first movie is called Invasion of the Body Snatchers. The second movie is called Invasion of the Body Snatchers. The third movie is called Body Snatchers. And the fourth movie is called Invasion. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I thought there was going to be like a thing there. About I thought that was going to be something interesting, too. I did, yeah. one of the others, but no. I just I just like that they're progressively like choosing which words that they choose... They're they're like the signs as you drive up the, uh, the the highway to the University of Colorado. They start with signs for the University of Colorado at Boulder, and then they switch to University of Colo, and then Univ of Colo, and then U of C. 
<laughs> yeah, exactly. I didn't know about that phenomenon. And then see but, you. And then see you. That, and then they all of a sudden change to see you, and it's distressing. <laughs> and then they just change it to a completely different order of operations. Let's go, boss. My point is, uh, if I'm going to... I think that this one's overall rating is inherently hampered by the fact that it has competition, direct competition to this exact storyline. This is probably... I haven't seen all four, but this is probably the best one. But I mean, if I'm going to want to watch one of these, I'm, I'm probably going to go back and watch the 58 version next. I'm probably going to see Body Snatchers. I don't really know much about that one. So but. yeah, you'll watch the rest, then you'll realize you want to watch the Jeff Goldblum one more, and then you will. Yeah, that's the fi- not fair. I always want to watch the Jeff Goldblum. Well, then, well, the- <laughs> terrible score, Mark. Terrible score. And look, it's it's a stupid score if you put it in the context of other scores you've given. I think it's a fine score overall based on what you've said about the movie. So it's I gave a scientifically it a perfect rating system. I gave it a seven. Um, it, it's a good movie and one I hope to and will revisit. And I think one I avoided for a long time because of how much it scared me. Uh, but it's huh. fun to watch. And now it doesn't, it's, I hope, not going to keep me up, but it might. And it's it's a good movie and you should watch it. It's It's a classic and it belongs a classic. We didn't mention that category. Nope, we forgot. Jake, we're on a train of not remembering the classic category, which is fun. Well, Jake gave up in the category segment. It was his turn. Oh, my fault, huh? My fault? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Pass the was. buck. We're living in Give Just, Up America. Yeah, we're huh? living in Give Up America for sure. I gave this movie a seven as well. Really, you guys have said it all. I, this is a movie that is absolutely worth watching. The cast is there. The effects are there. Almost everything you're going to want is there. What's keeping this from being a much higher score for me is that this is... A difficult proposition in terms of spending, choosing to spend your time with it simply because of its length. And I think that says more about us than it says about the movie. Sure. Yeah. Freaking millennials always having to be distracted by stuff, you know? Eating avocado toast. Fuckers. (laughs) Um, I I don't know. Do we want to fight about if you should watch this movie? Mark, do you have anything good to say about why you shouldn't get drunk and watch this with your buddies? Uh, because you only have 90 minutes with your buddies. No, you don't. Mark doesn't have anything good to say. Mark doesn't have friends. You have all the time in the world to spend with your buddies because they're your buddies. No, Where's there's Ernie? some type of Is Ernie even here? I've frankly given up on Ernie. He wandered off into the woods. Okay, we have nothing. We've been pouring money into that guy I know. for months. This months. Might be a, but what is he, what is this he might be a nothing. dead segment because we, Ernie is gone. We made the mistake of giving him sentience, and uh, then he realized what he was here doing and just... Look, he, he kicked his programming into the creek and wandered off into the woods. And then, I presume, he learned to love. And you know what? He's good for him. <laughs> Jack has nothing. I got nothing. No but. No but, Mark. <laughs> and with that... Let's get out of here. Oh, wait, no. Uh, oh, wait, we can't. Yeah, because we, because are, we I, have no movie for next week. What, what, what are we to do? Well, typically, this is the part of the podcast, Jack, where we'd have a draft. However, yeah. I'm unwilling to go there. I'm unwilling to go there right now because we've had some recent events where we all decided to watch a movie together True. and comment on that. True. And as a result of our commenting on that, our friends over at the Creepy Podcast mentioned that we should do a thing. Yeah, they did. Is um, that correct? Yeah, definitely. As, as an initial note here, definitely go check out the Creepy Podcast fucking rocks if you google it you'll be able to find the creepy podcast really cool podcast to be people telling spooky stories uh really fun and they helped us out by suggesting um there, there's a movie that came out recently on shutter a sequel to a movie 
right? Hell House LLC 2 recently dropped on Shudder. And we all watched and talked about Hell House LLC. I think we all have very favorable, um, or, or did, have very favorable reactions to it the first time we watched it. Hell we, House never... LLC collectively took up like an hour's worth of what's rocking our horror worlds in the past. Yeah, but we've right? never Which actually funny. discussed it for an app. Yeah, exactly. We've never given it the full A to Z horror podcast treatment. And and then uh, the three of us, Jake and I were in the same room. Mark, you were there on Skype, and Lars was was present in the room as well. Watched Hellhouse LLC two uh, last week and reacted to it. And yes, we did. Boy, did we react to it! So, pursuant to the Creepy Podcast's suggestion, I think we're going to do a double feature next week. Does that sound right? Yeah, we'll do it in such a way that that tries to not make it over two hours long though we're gonna really comment more it might be a slightly different episode we'll figure it out i think what we need to do is really comment about how those movies converge and more importantly where they diverge jack because yeah, we have strong thoughts on both movies i think i need to revisit the first yeah. yeah well we will be watching it i presently harbor very strong movies about the sequel do you Strong movies strong are harbored movies? Oh, by my Jack. God. Help. It's okay. Fuck. Feelings. You know what I was talking about. Fuck you both. You Do you consider feelings? movies to be feeling? Are you using movies to replace Jack's one of them. Oh, uh, yeah. He's one of them. I, I thought that was clear. Okay. <laughs> That's why I started this podcast. <laughs> gotcha. I, yeah, I hate facing reality. Let's, uh, let's get out of here. Yep. Okay, well, this was episode 105 of the A to Z Horrorcast. Check out everything we have going on. Head over to A to Z Horror.com or come hang out with us on either of our social media channels. That's Facebook, that is Twitter, and those are going to be right down there in the description below. As always, grab that phone that I'm sure you're listening to this podcast on. Go on, on, to, go on into your podcasting app of choice. Give it a like, give it a rating, send it on over to somebody you know who might like horror. Believe it or not, that helps a whole lot. As always, the music's been coming at you from Super Bear. Super Bear's going to be right down there in the description below as well. And next week, we just told you what we're doing. That's going to be a one-week, one-episode, probably a bit of a different format than normal, but we'll figure it out, trust us, or we won't. I don't know. One of those two things is going to happen. And then we'll do something else. So figure that one out next time you check in with us, and maybe you should watch both of those movies because we will be spoiling the shit out of both of the Hell House canon movies. Check them out. It's coming at you next week. Until then, get your buddies, grab some beers, and go watch some horror movies. Have a great week, everybody. Fucking people aren't afraid enough of giraffes, man. I think they're exactly as afraid of giraffes as they should be. I would agree with that statement. Nope, nope, nope.